it's another episode of Sports Yak Podcast. Who types this stuff? Just run it, hit play, hear it, get it done with. I'm Jim Shorts. I'm an icon. The class of 2019 Indiana sports writer and sportscasters, Hall of Famer, Chuck Freebie, and the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yak, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. You probably should have um, added listen to the Shoe the Door podcast onto your list of things that you have to do every week. And if you haven't, it's okay. All you have to do is just grab a sheet of paper and a pencil or a pen and you write down, listen to Shoe the Door, a podcast by Hernan Nene. Never, never, ever would I, Nene. Never, ever would you. <laughs> never, ever would I. We don't need to say what, but just never, ever would I. You have, but I haven't. That's the truth. <laughs> that, is, that is there. That's all the hints you're getting. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. yeah I'm still full-time mom in it. I'm still going strong. <laughs> My whole life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute just to right here, and I'll tell you how I became a full-time mother. <laughs> the, the best part about that rearranged uh, theme song is how depressing it got at the end. <laughs> well, I kinda... like, this is like this happy song about, hey, I became a Prince of Bel-Air. And you're like, I became a full-time mother. Hey, I'm still in the throes of chaos. Yeah. I will I will rise triumphant soon. <laughs> well, you ready to shoe a dough? We are shoeing the dough. Oh, man. Uh, this is fun, being back on Shoe the I Dough. Know. Thank really you for joining it. us. I, was, I went on and checked our stats, as people often do. Yes. I get excited. I'm not, I'm not above it. Um, and there's like, uh, le- like about 100 people. Still listening to the show. I can't believe it. Like, that's great. I mean, that that doesn't seem like a lot, I know. No. But, I mean, think of how, like, a that room is. with 100 people in it, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a decent-sized room, so thank you. Thank you. Thanks for sticking Because we were us. gone for so long, I was like, nobody's going to be listening to this show Except anymore. Except for our mothers. <laughs> that's right. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> We've got two listeners. They're named Bonnie and Sherry. You know what's true, though? Like, that is so valuable. I'm going to take that information home and I'm going to use it against my husband. Oh, really? That's the kind of wife I am. (laughs) I'm going to go home and be like, a hundred plus ish people are still listening to Shoe and you can't be bothered. That's what I'm going to (laughs) say. I really do hope he does listen because I think I'm going to tell on him today. I think I'm going to tell during my story time. You want to get into story time? You want to just get into it? Yeah, we we got um, blackout curtains for the house, mm-hmm. which highly recommend. I've I I've went, been thinking about getting some, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear this. I went to Google and I do what I always do: click Prime, make sure I'm only getting free shipping, mm-hmm. and then I also filter by best reviewed. Mm-hmm. Yes, makes so, sense. Mm-hmm. And then I picked the top ones that were available, the top uh, whatever you call them, blackout curtains. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. I got distracted because I can hear my. I can hear my laptop. Oh, in the background. In the bra- See, I'm not wearing headphones. I've gone no headphones recently. I noticed. I like it. It's yeah? just not. It just feels more like a more natural conversation for me. I don't mm. know. When I put headphones on, I actually get a lot more tired when I do podcasts and stuff. It's that like sounds like it's like the wires like weird. pulling me down to the ground, and I don't know. It's strange. You've been freed. <laughs> You're not in the matrix. That's, That's what right. it is. That's right. You're free to move Full about the cabin. Movement. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad for you. For me, I like wearing headphones. No, I'm glad you are because you heard your computer noises. 
my computer is insane. It's like a little, it's like you can in the background. It's a beast. Uh, that's what I should have named my computer. The beast. The beast. It is. It is a giant computer. But instead, I named it Froleach, <laughs> which I'm saying incorrectly. Froleach. Froleach. That's I don't what, know. That's I don't know if I that's mean. how you pronounce it. It's German, right? Yeah. My computer was a gift from, some, from someone whose native tongue is German. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the words that was written on the little note to me. Yeah. And I don't know what it means, but I'm like, that's her name. <laughs> the, so it should be Froleek the Beast. Yeah. Anyway, back to my story about boring things like curtains. It's not boring to me. I'm excited. So how I, are they working? I purchased them and they work really, really well, thankfully. But when we were hanging them, we had a miscommunication that is now running joke in our family. Oh, no. So we had put up one of the brackets for the curtain rod. And so my husband was measuring the second bracket to make sure that it was evenly spaced. Totally understand that. And he was running it from where he was holding up the little tab. And Mm -hmm. then he ran the heavy piece part of the i don't even know what's called the measuring tape yeah all the way down measuring to the tape is what it's called <laughs> cool. yes. tape am. measure some people you know reverse the words i'm but. on a roll today and so he dropped it all the way down to the floor because yeah. he's a really tall man so he has that ability to like widen his mm-hmm. arms can i ask a question mm-hmm. he did this to measure how where the curtain rod should hang mm-hmm. yes. okay so my suggestion was instead of doing that was to run it from the top down yeah that's exactly what down. I was thinking. It <laughs> yes. feels like a shorter distance. It is a shorter distance. But he was like, no, no, that's silly. That's not going to work. And I kind of pressed. I was like, it actually would be a lot easier if you just went from the top, top down. down. Yeah. So he goes, fine. And he he flips the tape measure upside down, holds the tab up, and then drops the heavy part down to the floor. Like he just flips it around. <laughs> he he was thinking what I was saying was top down was to still do it. He, he thought was, you meant the tape measure. Yeah. So, and then he goes, Justin, <laughs> you're holding the tape measure the wrong direction. <laughs> Flip it over. So correctly, he said, this is ridiculous. This well, yeah, is that is ridiculous. <laughs> and I was like, yep, it sure is. Maybe go from the ceiling down. And then he was like, oh, oh so here's, I see. Here's the real question. How long did it take you to stop laughing before you could tell him that what you meant was oh. go from the ceiling? I was really tickled by it, but I, I kept it kind of together because I didn't want him to get embarrassed that he misunderstood. I mean, oh, you're so sweet. I said it the wrong way. or However, it was really funny. I remember falling into a wall once and you did the same for me. I did. <laughs> yeah. So. You didn't fall into a wall. You tumbled into it purposefully <laughs> trying to do a handstand or something. You're like, what? I didn't see oh, anything. Didn't, it was one of the funniest Two things. years later. <laughs> hey, Aaron, <laughs> I think we're good enough friends now that I can tell you. I totally saw that mangled handstand you tried. <laughs> he just crumpled and rolled into the wall. That <laughs> was so funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's a it's a beautiful part of your personality that you don't want people to feel embarrassed. I just have that thing where like certain things will replay for me in mm-hmm. my mind. They get funnier and funnier. Yeah. So I didn't laugh in the moment with Justin, but the next night we're laying in bed and I was laughing so hard I had tears rolling down my face because of the whole debacle. Wow. <laughs> anyway, that's one of the highlights of my week. Oh, also... Before your story time? Yeah. Something else really cool that happened? I'm not sure I have story time, but go ahead. I will. Well, you just keep talking then. Yeah. Um, Iris, who turns two this weekend. Yeah. She came up to me and she kind of, she was smiling and she goes, Mama, Iris, happy. Aww. And I was like, oh my gosh, you just told me that you're happy. <laughs> and then she That's said. an interesting th- concept for her age. And she kind of said something and then she laughed and she goes, Mama, Iris laughing. <laughs> 
So she's learning to communicate. She says, I'm sad. She says, I'm hurt. She goes through all those things and talks to me about it. But that's the first time that she's really kind of tried to communicate an emotion to me. And I felt really good about that. Like, that's cool. I'm glad you're happy. That makes me happy. Part of the reason I don't have story time is because my kids are all older and the emotions they communicate to me are a little more serious. Oh. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's not like fun time all the time. Well, you, you know, did talk so. about one of them visiting a cadaver. So, yeah. You know, yeah. it's definitely more serious. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like everything's, I don't know. It's a little, like, it's Dad, a little I mean, weird in my house. I mean, there's, there's lots going on. Sometimes I feel like I'm so busy. And like everybody's so busy. And that's what I heard about the teenage years. Like when your kids are teenagers, the whole family is so busy that it is just like uh, like Grand Central Station. People are just, you know, coming crossing passes, you know, uh, paths coming and going. And so, yeah, that's kind of my life is I'm getting my work done. They're getting their work done. I will say maybe I can use this first. It's not really a story, but just kind of a general semblance of my life. My life is picking up Little Caesar shirts and hats. I have two boys who work at Little Caesars, and for whatever reason, their clothes just come off, like fly off their bodies when they they walk in the house. And there's just hats and shirts strewn across our living room or kitchen or stairway. You know, I just realized in all the time we've been doing a show together, Mm -hmm. when you've talked about your children and items that they leave everywhere. Yeah. It's progressed because it used to be socks. Uh Uh-huh. And now it's progressed to... Clothing. Uh huh. Well, socks are clothing. Well, I mean, like, but it's know. what's weird is it's specific, not their other clothing. It's just their the work other clothing clothes. makes it to their room. Their work clothes, for whatever reason, it's just like get these off my body. So uh, I don't want to ask that question. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, leaving the question unknown may be a lot worse. Well, it. I just don't understand. So. I get the idea. I, I used to work at a restaurant and I worked at places where like, I worked at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. You go home, you smell like it and you just mm-hmm. want to get out of your clothes. Yeah. You have that Taco Bell smell. Right. So then I'm just like, so you have two children that they just walk in and then they immediately are just not wearing any clothes. And then is that just, I don't know if they have, they must be wearing like a shirt underneath their work shirt. I mean, just like a t-shirt or something. Yeah. Huh? So, huh? Yeah. But it's all the little Caesars branded stuff. And you know, I'm not eating pizza right now. It's just a and reminder. I'm, and it's just a reminder. <laughs> I'm face to face with pizza pizza guy. And it smells like pizza. Well, and, yes. And teen boy. So. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not that's not one of the uh, most favorite toppings on pizza. Mm-mm. Nope. T- teen boy flavored. They've got like the crust flavor. Yeah, the garlic right. parmesan. Hey, would you like a garlic uh, flavored crust, parmesan flavored crust, or teen boy flavored crust? <laughs> Specifically the armpit. <laughs> teen pit. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, it is uh, Tuesday as we record this, so we are going to be doing some Peruse the News. Um, we will be back Thursday. I think we're going to do No Longer Safe on Thursday yeah. this week. So, And that's kind of going to be our rhythm, I think, as far as doing Peruse the News on Tuesday and then doing something, a different kind of segment or something on Thursdays and just kind of hang out with you for about half an hour, twice a week. And, and if you like Peruse the News, you can also find these episodes in the podcast called peruse the news oh yeah we should mention that i think we're going to start making sure that these upload to their own dedicated podcast feed so Mm -hmm. you can subscribe directly to peruse the news uh we'll also bring back uh, new music digest eventually probably as a a monthly thing um and so that has its own podcast feed as well so yeah yeah. so if you like a segment you can find them because we have 
in the past broken off those segments and created individual podcasts. So those will kind of be brought back to life. And you can go back and listen to the previous episodes, too, either here on the Shoot the Dough feed. Just look for Peruse the News or PTN, mm-hmm. or you can go into the feed as well. Well, you ready to do this? You got enough breath control today? Studio DNA presents Peruse the News. Every day, so many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your hosts to glance around at them. <laughs> And decide what's worth talking about. <laughs> Join them on a journey of the wonderful. A journey of the strange. A journey of adventure. Oh, here come our hosts now. It's Aaron and today to peruse the news. No, you lost it today, today. I'm so sorry. Did something tickle your fancy or you just... We're like, like well, two, you couldn't do it. Two things happened in my brain, and then I couldn't control the output. Uh-huh. The one was that normally I just kind of like look around the room when I'm doing that. Uh-huh. And this time I was watching what you were doing. And, <laughs> and that like, was a mistake. So that kind of threw me. And then second, I was thinking that, you know, you have a cow's guest right now. Uh-huh. And how that person must be feeling on the other side of the door. <laughs> like, what are they doing in there? And I'm like, you know. this is this is my life. I get to come in here and podcast and make fun shows. That's I love it so much. But from somebody's outside perspective, who's just like, what the heck? <laughs> anyway, nice. and then it just tickled me. All right. Who's kicking that. it off today? Oh, you know what we should do? Um, <sighs> we have a big story that we should probably talk about that's yeah. in the news with the, the burning down of, uh, I shouldn't say burning down, but the, the yeah, fire the that fire. happened at Notre Dame Cathedral. Let's just start there. Okay. And and you can start this time because I think we both talked about it, but you've actually been following the story longer. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think it's one of those things that when you, you saw your first glimpse of it, it's horrifying, Right. Um, just to see this beautiful old building just glowing in flame, it's it's terrifying. It's just one of those things. Um, thankfully, to cut to the chase, most, if not all, of the important relics were saved. Oh, good. Um, the the building is sound structurally. Um, they they can. Re- it's basically the spire in the ceiling. That were made of materials that are extremely flammable. They were constructed of 13th century oak. Yeah. Yeah, you can't replace that. No. You aren't going to be able to get that 13th century oak. But Mm -mm. maybe the 21st century oak is similar to 13th century oak. I don't know how oak has evolved over 800 years. You know what everyone's doing on the the hardwood (laughs) floors these days? Uh You know, to save, save money. It looks... Oh, looks good. Are you? Are we getting to? Is is this where we're headed? Are you going to be flipping this house style, <laughs> talking about this? You know those blind buttresses. They just need a little bit of an update. That's right. Might as well do that. I'm um, really glad to hear that, though. Yeah, and it makes it easy, a little easier to talk about to know. And, and nobody was hurt. I mean, at least that hasn't come out. Um, but do they know what happened yet? No, okay. they don't. Now they are treating it as an accident. The investigation oh. started uh, yesterday, and they are treating it as. Uh, an accident uh the saddest thing uh-huh. about this yeah. is that there was an alarm that went off at 6 30 and they couldn't find the fire there was a fire alarm that went off at 6 30 and they were like well it must have been a false alarm because they couldn't find anything and then another alarm went off like it i think it was like nine o'clock or something like that and by then the fire already had enough much. it was too much so it's like uh, so something so, was so there's a question yeah or... there's a question about like okay the alarm goes off how do you not 
have something in place to check every, you know what I mean? Like, how do you miss whatever it was? And the bad part is, I don't know that they'll be able to figure out what it was. You know, it's just, there's so much damage where, you know, in that area that it'll be hard to, difficult to figure it out. I looked at an article on CNN. um, That's just one of the, I -hmm. I mentioned that one a lot, but I just find that their website is nice because it doesn't only show video. You can actually read stuff, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which I prefer to do. They have like a sliding picture where you can slide it and see the before and after. Yeah, before and after. And it is interesting to see that, you know, the roof is pretty much in the spire that was mm-hmm. going up is the only thing that appears to really be missing. But I'm sure there's smoke damage on the inside. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's going to have to be a lot it, of cleanup. And, and if the, they had water to put it out, you know, then there's a lot of water damage. And like, even the stone, the stone parts have different uh, things that can melt in how they're put together, right? Like lead can melt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if there's any kind of lead used in the, you know, housing of the stone right. or anything like that. So, you know, to know that it's structurally sound is the biggest part because yeah. that means you can rebuild. And they are saying they are going to rebuild. Well, I was looking um, that there's already been um, three French luxury dynasties that are going to lead a seven hundred million dollar fundraising effort. So as long as they don't as long as families. it's not for naming rights, <laughs> like at the end of the day. <laughs> Can oh my you gosh. imagine? It becomes Disney's Notre Disney, Dame. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got the movie. Yeah, I hope not. Um, but I also saw that there's like this really beautiful window that's really famous. I think mm-hmm. it's like the Rose. Is it the Rose? I'm not sure. Uh, but I know what you're talking about. A lot of the stained glass windows in there were One of the cathedral's Rose windows. So there's just really beautifully intricate. That's okay. So there's like a lot of things in there, like you said, that are... Encouraging. Yeah, it's encouraged. And nobody was hurt, you know, so. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, and maybe maybe this will make me sound a little bit uh, uncaring. We'll see. You let me know, Danae. You keep me, like, accountable for these things sometimes. Well, you are a robot. I, I am sometimes. It's okay. But I, it's just stuff, right? Yo. You know what I mean? No. Like, at the end of the, no, no, no. At the end of the day, nobody was hurt. Right. Even, even the most, like, stuff. That's it for me. Like it, it, no it, human if, life was lost. If they had lost all the relics, that's sad. But it's it's just stuff, and it's yeah. just memories. And but I'm that way my way in my own life too. And so I know I'm weird like that. But but I and, and I'm glad that people are donating to rebuild it. That's mm-hmm. great. But I mean, is that what triggers moves, you? Is you're right? like, what if they donated all that money to something else? Oh, I'm not going there. A, a little. I mean, little I have bit. that in me yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But no, I, I that's not my place. No, I get it. And I it's get not. It. It's not my cathedral. You know right. what I mean? So it's not. It, it's not up to me at all. Well, these buildings come to represent so much for yeah, people. I you get know? it. And so I definitely feel that too. But I'm actually kind of with you. In that earthquakes can happen and floods can happen and fires can happen and we lose structures and we lose physical reminders of time. And, right. and that's that's always hard. That's always difficult to, to kind of go through. But if the people remain, then that's what I think. I think at the end of the day, that's my that's what I care about more than just the, the stuff we can build right. or it, you know what it reminds me of. This is probably way off for most people, but this is for me. Okay, it reminds me of if you ever go to a, a sandcastle building competition, right? These intricate, beautiful, 
beautiful sandcastles that are just going to get washed out to sea. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's something really beautiful about understanding you can make something incredible and intricate that takes a lot of your time. And at the end of the day, it's going away sometime. And that's true about everything, probably. The Notre Dame Cathedral is going away at some point. Like, it's, you know. Um, it's the meteor, right? It, well, it could be a meteor. It could be anything. But no, I'm just, I'm just saying, die. things are temporary, and I think it's okay to live in the temporariness of things. Having said that, totally get how meaningful this building is and the reason it's important for it to be rebuilt. I appreciate that you can keep yourself in check yeah. and not judge how people spend their oh, resources not. and their time. No, of course because not. Because somebody might look at that sandcastle builder and say. You're crazy. <laughs> Why are you wasting your art? Why right. are you wasting your talent doing right. that? Or the monks who make those sand mm-hmm. um, well, and, and the, you know, mandala things on the ground mm-hmm. and they just blow away in the wind? And do you know some of those people won't let you even take pictures of them? They don't want them to exist at all past the moment. Like there's this. It's important. For like them. it's a philosophy thing. Like yeah. it's a beautiful things are temporary theme. If you saw it, it's because you were here for the moment it existed. Oh, that'd be an interesting person to talk to. <laughs> Well, that's a good way to start peruse the news and that it was a tragedy, but it's okay. Well, because everybody's okay, I think it allows Mm -hmm. us to talk about it in a deeper sense. And a lot of the relics are okay, too. Yeah, for sure. That does help. I actually have two really kind of bummer stories to follow, but I find them interesting. Okay, Okay, fair enough. One is along the same vein. It's a safe space. Thank you. (laughs) Of um, like weird human body things that I keep finding. (laughs) So I'm just going to keep going with it. This is a crazy story. This happened in China. Shenzhen, there's this uh, man, 42 years old, who went to an internet cafe. And after 50 hours of being there, the staff noticed that he hadn't moved and he had unfortunately had a stroke. Oh. And he was still alive, but he couldn't move. Oh, wow. So it's like one of those terrifying things, right? Where you're kind of trapped yeah. in your own body. So he was obviously taken to the hospital and they're doing the best that they can Ugh. to help him recover. I can't even think about that. Like, I can't, I can't put myself there. It's, that's scary? terrifying. It was really interesting, too, because at the end of this particular article, they're talking about how um, there was like a report that was released where the hospital, the do- or the doctors rather, at the People's Hospital Department of Neurology um, had said, if you sit down for long periods of time and you don't get enough sleep, there's an incredibly uh, increase in the risk of strokes, even if you're a young person. And this is at an internet cafe and the uh, kind of what I'm piecing together is essentially that at these cafes, people can just come and lounge like for, for a really long time. So it's not necessarily an awkward thing to have people just sitting there for a really, really long mm, time, like yeah. playing games, hanging out, doing it whatever. Kind of explains, explains why nobody would say anything. Yeah. And no one, no one said anything. And there's, they have released the footage of him just sitting completely, completely alone. Maybe they thought he was sleeping, you know just left him alone but eventually somebody did go go check on him i i have a question for you have you ever been in that situation where somebody is still around you and you're wondering are they dead no have you i have oh okay i mean yeah you <clears throat> well you yeah so yes really that yeah. one with me uh, dude hello a year ago you freaking died oh, no, no, no. like when i was in my coma and stuff yeah i oh, okay. we didn't yeah, know yeah. if you're really no, no, no. still in there no I, I mean where you're not sure you know what was going on though in that situation you knew that i had had an event that they had put me in a cold coma uh-huh you understand you yeah, understand but the I just difference didn't know that you were a lot right. okay totally and that's valid and worth talking about but what i'm talking about no, is i don't want to talk about it anymore you're just trying to get so much attention <laughs> it's so annoying no what i'm talking about is like i was waiting to pick up jen 
from a Walmart neighborhood market. And so I'm driving around instead of, you know, taking up a parking space by the front or whatever. And I'm just driving around and I notice in this vehicle by the Walmart is this woman and she's in the passenger seat and she's just still completely still. Um, and her head is kind of flopped in a weird way. And I'm assuming she's kind of sleeping with her eyes because her eyes were half open. So it was just really creepy. It was one of those, like, is she okay? And I came around a second time. Same thing. Came around a third time. Same thing. Now I'm asking myself, do I have a responsibility to check on this woman? Or is she just sleeping and I'm going to be an idiot? Dude. What do you do in that situation? Honk your horn. That's what I did. Yeah. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I would do. Yeah, the fourth time around, hank, I went, and she kind of startled a little bit. And you're and like, okay, I've saved a life today. I felt today. like a little bit of a jerk. <laughs> no. But at the same time, I was yeah, like, okay. I saved your life. Okay, and you're just, good. You're good. No, that is, that is if there's a time, mm-hmm. it is for sure watching people sleep in their cars. If if people are sleeping where you just yeah. don't know. Yeah. She's like, uh, especially just the way her head was kind of tilted. It didn't look comfortable. Like, it didn't look like a way somebody falls asleep. I would just say... Maybe because it's China. I don't know. I don't want to say that because I don't know. Um, I would hope that they would have like a new policy to maybe just check on people if they've been there for longer than eight hours if they haven't moved. Yeah. Even three or six if they haven't moved. We don't even we don't even want to get into stories of no. Yeah. No. Danae shaking her head like don't even say it. I I think we just move on to your (laughs) next story. Fair enough. Looking at billboards can make you a safer driver, study suggests. Oh. Now, this is counterintuitive, right? Huh. Yeah, a little bit. I would think looking at billboards would be distracting. Well, what, is it glance and read in a split yeah. second? Well, yeah. Just look, I mean, it just says looking, but the idea mm-hmm. is when you look at it, out at billboards... You're not you're looking not, at your phone? <laughs> yes. Really? That is exactly <laughs> it. Most of the problems uh. with distracted driving are inside the car. They right. find that things outside the vehicle actually increase... Your ability to know your spatial mm-hmm. awareness increase. Right. You know, when you're looking at a billboard, you're yeah. actually more aware of the cars that are in yep. front of you, the cars mm-hmm. that may be to the side of the billboard. You know what I'm saying? So this is why we should advertise our podcast network on the interstate. <laughs> Save lives. Well, I don't think it has anything. It says anything about the efficacy of billboard advertising, but it just has a lot to say about safe driving. So Studio DNA Podcast Network, you're welcome. Keeping you alive. Keeping you, you're welcome. I think this this does have a like a uh, a limit. I know there was a certain billboard that had a certain attractive woman in a certain seductive pose that actually caused uh, more accidents in Las Vegas. Do you remember this? No. So, yeah, there was a certain billboard that was causing lots of accidents because it was it was one of those digital billboards and she was moving and people were watching. And Oh, no. <laughs> so no, that's no. a whole different kind of drive oh. that, uh, that was happening there. But, oh, yeah. no. So there is a limit is what I'm saying to the billboard safety. That's really interesting. Yeah. It does totally make sense, though, you know, because I, I, I like to have my eyes on the road because mm-hmm. I try to be. A, but with Iris in the back seat, it is a distracted nightmare. Yeah. She, and that's in-car distraction. To, yeah. My in-car distraction has gone up like 90 percent because she's screaming for something that she decided to check across the car and immediately regretted. And it's my responsibility to try to find it, apparently. <laughs> And she doesn't know yet why she has to be locked into this seat. Why can't she be walking around in the back seat? She wants another snack and I have to fit, get it out of a thing and find it and get it to her. 
Yeah. It's just a lot. And God forbid she wants a milk snack because then you got to get your whole self turned around while you're driving and breastfeed her from the front seat while driving. Like, I am a Gumby queen. (laughs) Just saying. Okay, so my next one is in line with the whole Guinness World Record book thingy again. Okay. Okay. I had an interesting conversation about that with my kids recently. Go oh, ahead. did you? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this is a singer. He was going for the world record of singing um, for over 100 hours straight to break a record. Let that sink in. Singer performs for 106 consecutive hours to break the Guinness record and gets disqualified. What? What did he do? So apparently... There is, let me Did just, he sing Smash Mouth All-Star? And they oh were like, nope, gosh. you can't include that one. Sorry, you're just DQ'd. This guy's name is Carlos Silver. He is um, a Dominican artist. And he performed over 5,000 songs for over 105 hours to break the previous person's record. Wow. It was a five-day performance. And the timer showed that he had been singing for 106.7 hours but then the officials at the Guinness said that he was disqualified for breaking their strict rules. So the rules state oh, no. that you can take a break of 30 seconds oh. in between songs. And it's very clearly stated there. Yeah. So that's he, a long break, by the way. I know 30 seconds sounds very short. That's a that's a good amount of time. If we a, were to be completely si- silent for 30 seconds, you would think we had you left the building go to the next podcast <laughs> yes, and, exactly. and move along um this guy he had decided that the rules were more fluid than that and so sometimes he would sing one song directly after the other without stopping and, uh, and then take a minute then he would take a two minute break uh, and so well that, that wouldn't be a two minute break that should only be a minute break. but he would take a two minute his, he deserves it his his quote says i gave guinness an extra 6420 seconds and they took away my record for taking 30 seconds longer between a few songs so um he he is very upset i mean he's proud of himself and he's thankful to his fans he plans on suing them um because oh, he's not gonna win that no, I'm, I'm team no. guinness all the way on here are, are no. you Oh, yeah, no, no, I am If with, the rules were stated the rules are there, ahead of time, there. and he's trying to do continuous singing, and they're saying, yeah. look, it's not continuous singing if you break for more than 30 seconds. We're already giving you 30 seconds to break. I'm totally Team Guinness on this. And it's also kind of strange, too, because he is also claiming that during his 106-hour performance, he suffered 50 electrical shocks in his brain and suffered from two heart attacks, but didn't do anything because he's willing to put his life on the line to set a new record and now i'm even more firmly team guinness like i no yeah so get some medical help like uh, what are you doing he did appear uh on the local news channels with like an oxygen tube in his nose and he's you know recovering from a lost voice and all of this stuff so um anyhow it's man yeah read the rules kids yeah like yeah it's hard for me to to gather up some empathy for this person it sucks but if you're gonna have that much time invested in this process make sure you follow the rules yeah that's just all i'm saying but that's it's still- part of the discipline right mm-hmm. part of the discipline of doing something um i was spit let's say spectacular mm-hmm. part of the discipline of doing that is understanding it is really knowing the fine print knowing that you're not gonna mess it up um yeah that's isn't that interesting? It, it's it's fascinating to me that that he is blaming Guinness. 
yeah. when it, when the rules well, were already know, there. Sometimes whenever you do something and you make a mistake, your first instinct is to try to find an outside source right. to blame it on. I mean, to the extreme, that's what we would call victim mentality, right? Sure. Like, it's never my fault. Right. And um, that is the extreme. And I'm not saying that he's doing that. No. But I do think it's, it's an there. instinct to protect yourself in right. those highly emotional moments where you're just like, this can't be something that I did. I, I am guilty of this. I am certainly guilty of this. Me too. Um, but as I get older, it what's really fun is I care less and less about being wrong. Yeah. <laughs> more and more like, oh, no, that was me. That was me. That was totally me. In <laughs> living life like that is just so. It's so much more freeing. It's so much more freeing and honest. It's just so much more honest. So, yeah. Um, but I, I'm still guilty of it. I still don't want people to know I mess up. But Me uh, too. But yeah. But yeah. it's but as I get older, I'm getting better, I think. That is definitely interesting. All right, you ready for my number uh, three? Two. Number three. Five. Well, if you count my, if you count the Notre Dame oh, yeah. as my first story. This oh, yeah. number, do I need to find another one? No. Oh, I, okay. I just miscounted. Okay, fair enough. Um, this one, the headline is, the funeral as we know it is becoming a relic. Mm. Just in time for the death boom. Okay. <laughs> that packed a punch. I am curious and in. What is this death boom? You know what's interesting is this This kind of goes along with what we were talking about with the Notre Dame Cathedral about, but this is taking it to the level of even human life um, isn't something we have to process in the same way every time. More and more people are going away from the old classic traditional, traditional funerals and going more for memorial services. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most recent stat is that uh uh, I think it was 47% of people cremate now as opposed to embalm and bury. Mm. And I think more and more that number is just going to shoot up uh, just because a typical funeral now and an embalm and bury funeral is like in the 10 to 15 grand range. Phew. And it's, it, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And well, you have to buy the land that you're technically occupying and, you know, upsell on the, the casket, upsell on the service. Mm-hmm. Do you want a video, a memory video to play as well? Upsell on that. It's just this industry where there's a lot and that's icky to me in a lot mm-hmm. of ways too. And I don't, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody because everybody's got to make a living, right? And and this is what some people want, but there, I imagine, are some people in the industry that are not being very nice to people in mourning and taking advantage of people who are in their most vulnerable place. Yeah. I don't think that's all. I'm just saying I think there are some, and that's why it feels a little bit... There's darkness everywhere. Sure. Absolutely. But because of the expense, more people are saying, yes, cremate the body, have a memorial service... Blow it out. Do fun things. Uh, Stick me in a balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody recently played a Seinfeld episode, had a certain Seinfeld episode that was their favorite episode, play at their memorial service. And, you know, just stuff like that where people are being more creative in the ways that they're being remembered. Um, I've been even recently to old school funerals and they just there's just a they're just so there's such a pale to them. Like staunchy. Yeah. There's just such a, a sadness to them and I get mourning the loss of somebody and not having them but I there I think there's a better balance to have um so it, I feel like as culture has shifted and and kind of we have become culturally more open to talking about emotions whereas before it was kind of like you keep all that stuff in and you just go you pay your respects and it's a very serious thing now we're more willing to discuss feelings and share moments and we've taken pictures and we've got 
you know, these things that kind of stand out and we want to share them. And so a funeral is, doesn't feel like that place where you can like talk to each other and share memories. It's, it's where you, you know, sit and go to essentially kind of like a church service of sorts, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. kind of a, yeah. it's it, very staunchy, mm-hmm. very structured, very liturgical. I've been to many different kinds of funerals. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, have you kind of mostly been to like the, yeah, I really, for the most part, that's been it for me, but I, I haven't lost a lot of people really close to me. Right. You know, when I lost my, uh, my grandpa, I was, you know, five. Right. Um, and then my grandma, um, I was in college by then. And then my, uh, my other grandpa a little bit after that. And I still have a grandma a lot. Like those three people are the closest people people I've lost. Like Most, I almost died before I really knew had anybody. <laughs> and you're supposed to lose your grandparents, right? Eventually yeah. like, that's something that you, you know, you prepare for unless you're Aaron and then you become a robot and you never die. And I'm so hoping, man. you're going to be that grandparent that just won't. I'm quit. hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping this article doesn't even matter long no, term. No, <laughs> Aaron's going to be the one that's like, or you can do a quote unquote funeral like me and just live forever <laughs> in this tube, that scientific tube. I'm just having so much fun and it's just, there's so much, so many cool things to do here. Yeah. Just plug my brain in and I don't even have to talk anymore. <laughs> just, I'm game. I know. So whatever. It's so weird. You're so weird. So anyways, if you do die though, are you going to cremate? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I'm going to donate organs. I think I need to say, I know my mom is listening to this and I love you mom before oh. I, before I tell this, this story, but I don't think it'll hurt oh. her. She's strong. She made, my mom's you. My mom's super strong. But we recently we were in a conversation about me almost dying last uh, last year, and I have made very clear I want a celebration, not a funeral. Right. I want you know, like I I want to be cremated. Uh, and she said um, something along the lines of, "I'll tell you what, if you had died last year, it doesn't matter what you wanted. We were doing the the funeral or something along those lines. I don't want to put words in her mouth, but it was something, something like that. Yeah, like that. And I understood it. I got it because it comes from a place of we have to process this in a different way. It was unexpected, right. that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But at the same time, part of me is like, no. But, but I'm the one, like, I'm it's the one. my body. <laughs> That's right. Even though I'm not occupying you know, it anymore. But yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, Who I cares? don't care. I don't, don't care. care. I just want to make sure my organs are donated. I want to make sure if there's a part of me that yeah. can help somebody else have oh, a happy yeah, for life. Sure. Like if my heart's still good and somebody else can use it, yeah. cool, use it. Yeah. And then whatever's left over, yeah, just put it in a little oven and then you know do whatever i don't even i don't even really care but yeah. i don't i don't have a desire to be memorialized and embalmed no like that. i don't i don't have no. that desire no and especially the kinda, expense of it for my family i like, kind of want people to be able to like I, I guess for some people they want to have a place to go and think of me mm-hmm, sure but i would want that to be a place that we i i had with a person so for my friend corinne when i was in high this school is great i love this and when we went to high when we were in high school she died really really young i think she was like 18 when she when she died and and if i want to like think of her i go sit at steak and shake on right? on glenstone just past sunshine because that's where we went all the time and every single time the song no rain comes on the radio from blind melon that was our song. Yes. And so it, I have that moment. And and do you really think somebody you care about and love, you're not going to be re- remembering them? <laughs> like yeah. that you actually need to go to a grave to remember them. You're yeah. going to be fighting their memories for a long time. The, the people yeah. close to me, if I had died last year, you know, my wife still is in a place where sirens will be like, uh, you know, take her back to that, that moment. If I had passed away, like you, you're going to be wanting those memories to, to be more natural and healthy in the long term, you, mm-hmm. you're not going to lose them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to be there. Yeah, they're going to be there. Hopefully so, they're they're beautiful. And, yeah. you can, and, and so I don't know. I think 
for me, I'm, I'm, I'm more progressive, I guess, like you. And, and I don't mean progressive as in it's better. I'm just saying, I think more progressively, my brother, he just wants to be, I think he wants like a pine box with a seed of a tree or something. Like he just wants to be like, cool, just use my body to replenish the earth or whatever his, yeah. you know, and that's really alarming to some other family members and mm. people. Cause they're like, that's just insane. Like, why would you do that? But I will say for my grandfather who passed away last year, I really loved his funeral. It was very formal and it was very respectful. And I think it was perfect for who he was. Sure. And it, and it had the whole uh, military send off. Like it was very regimented and mm-hmm. kind of expected, yeah. but it was really beautiful. And I think, and very respectful and the hearing the taps played at his funeral. So I do think that there's some personalities and yeah. people who that's a really important part of it. I said this about Notre Dame. I'll say it again here. I am just not, I am not built in the typical way of embracing tradition. Um, those kind of traditions. I like traditions but I like them when they're unique and different and not the same tradition that everybody else has. You know what I mean? So that's why you're really tattooed. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Did you have one more? I do. I have one more and it's just mostly like a a super quick mention, Uh kind of light and kind of annoying at the same time. But despite Disney's efforts to keep much of Avengers Endgame under wraps as possible before it's latest Marvel blockbuster hits the theaters next week. Several minutes of blurry Avengers Endgame footage have leaked. Of course. This always happens. I always wonder if it's actually on purpose, but apparently... It no, leaked. no, no. There's no way this is on purpose. Okay. It's on uh, Reddit, YouTube, and Twitter. So for those of us who are very concerned about spoilers, etc., about 10 minutes of this fo- footage has already been seeping around uh, South Korea. I think they have like 20 minutes in South Korea. Mm-hmm. All around the U.S. So you can go on and... We're like you- a week away. Yeah. Like, who cares? I mean... Well, it's just for for people who are really spoiler sensitive. I think you would understand you, this. No, I totally understand, but it's not going to jump out at you. You're going to have to go looking I don't for agree, it. I don't agree with that because this there, you'll have to go looking for this. There are some things that will just pop up in my feed, and it's totally a spoiler, like completely. Especially for Game of Thrones right now, I've got to be super oh, super yeah, careful. But that's different than 20 minutes of blurry leak footage. If you want to watch that 20 minutes of footage, you're going to have to go looking for it. It's not going to pop up yeah, in your feed. But people who watch it. Turn into those people who like to share like gif clips and tweets Ooh, and okay, statements, fair enough. Nope, things that's, like that. Yep, fair enough. Mm-hmm. There, what's funny is the um, I don't even watch movie trailers because I like to be as pure as possible. Right. By the way, great job sneaking Sif Pop into Chew the Dough. It's always you know it's always good to see it happen. Uh, I the new Star Wars trailer came out. Yeah, and there's this huge reveal at the end, which I didn't know because I don't watch trailers. Uh-huh. But it's obviously something in, that they intentionally want people. To know, I have no was, idea what you're talking about because I haven't well, seen it. And I won't tell you. I won't tell you. You did That's, see it though? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, but I know it now because it's just such a. It's not. It's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. So it's one of those things where you have different lines of wanting of to know informa- no yeah. information, and so it's such a big reveal that people want to talk about it. I get that, and 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 I even mentioned this on Sif Pop when we talked about it. I'm okay. Like it's the information doesn't bother me as much as pictures for whatever reason. The visual stuff is what distracts me during a movie. But if I just hear like information that's going to be in there, I still get to experience the story. Right. Um, So it it doesn't bother me that much. But but people do like to talk about it. So there are ways if this is something that's triggering you or you don't care either way. This is interesting information. You can actually go on to Twitter and you can go on to like your settings and you can actually mute certain words. 
So if you don't want to know anything about Avengers, you Mm -hmm. can type in the word Avenger and your feed will no longer show those types of things. So depending on where you're going to get your information, you can mute it a little bit if you're super worried about it. Maybe not Avengers, but anything in general. So if we don't want to hear about, I don't know, political figures, for example. <laughs> just a random example. Just go and... <laughs> it has nothing to do with Danae's muted things on Twitter. Just erase them from your world. Thanks so much for shooing the dough with us today. If you haven't already, we would please ask that you go rate and subscribe on iTunes so that people know, number one, that Shoot the Dough is back, and number two, they know that you enjoy it. Um, It's often the best way for podcasts to grow is in specifically the iTunes reviews. So if you have access to Apple, please go rate and subscribe on iTunes. A few thank yous we want to hand out to producer Phil for putting the show together, to Chris Tilly for composing the Shoe the Dough theme. Thank you very much. And thank you so much uh, to the members of the Studio DNA Patreon who helped make this happen. So you can check that out. Uh, It's a very simple Patreon. I think it's three bucks a month. It's the only level. And we simplified it. It basically just means you get all the the shows that are on the Studio DNA Network in one feed, plus any bonus episodes yep. uh, that come in there. So and we're going to do a bonus episode here in just a few minutes. Cool. I didn't even know about this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to check that out, you can go to patreon.com slash studio DNA. We'll see you in a couple days. Bye.